Righto, sound engineer. Cue that theme song. On this third and possibly last edition of the Supercars Insiders DSO cast, what DSO? Oh, sorry. The rain takes a fall. James Moffat hits the wall. The Warpster makes the tough call. And the Erebus team does a NASCAR-style driver change, y'all. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the DSO cast, the former official podcast of the unofficial ruler of Australian motor racing, the Warpster. I'm the podcast DSO, and this week, out from behind the engineering desk, is the podcast sound engineer minion. Minion, he's gone. I can't believe it. He's leaving us to go and sell billboards. That wouldn't make a very interesting podcast. Unless the billboards were for men's galleries. <laughs> men's ga- the men's gallery. Uh, I actually thought it could be for negotiation. The Warbster's big on nego- lots and lots of negotiation. He could be negotiating a new supercars billboard as we speak. Now that'd be a bit silly. The podcast this week's a bit topsy-turvy. I've put out about a dozen phone calls. Has he rung you? No. Hasn't rung me. Okay, he's not... Everybody, the Warbster's disappeared. He's not here with us. We don't know where he is. Um, we can't find him. I've rung him. He's not answering his phone. I've rung Warbster Manor. I've rung all the pubs, bars, restaurants, nightclubs. Did you try Singapore? Men's ga- no, he's not in Singapore. Or I've Tonga? checked. No, the Tonga deal's Tonga deal's dead in the water. No, well, don't worry about Tonga. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, we'll get a little bit serious. The real Warbster. The CEO of Supercars, James Warburton, has announced this week that he's leaving Supercars at the end of the year, taking up a position uh, as the CEO at APN Outdoor, who are Australia's largest outdoor advertising company, hence our joke about billboards. We'll go through a few things that we're a bit, as I said, we're a bit topsy-turvy, a bit out of sorts. I I miss not not having any with us. I need some leadership. Oh, please. That's a bit low. Okay. Let's go through some of the some of the highs and lows. Let, let, let's talk about what the Warbster's done. So he's been the CEO for four and a half years. We know he came from 10. I'll start with one of the highs. I th- honestly think the Foxtel TV deal was probably the greatest thing that he's done for the sport. What? Because of the money? Well, it had to be because of the money. You're but a young occasional race official and sometimes sound engineer minion. The teams were getting no money. The, the, teams, the teams were buggered. The... They were just about broke. There was no return at the end of the year. So we love putting it on him, but I honestly believe that he'll go down in history as uh, as, as potentially the great saviour. So what do you think one of his lows was? Oh, the free-to-air deal? Well, the free-to-air deal goes hand-in-hand with a Foxtel deal. Look, in all honesty, $50 a month, and I'm going to say it, I read it on social media all the time, if you really want your sport, $50 a month for three full days of telecast, minimum three full days of telecast every time, showing everything isn't bad value. As we've said, the other thing that he's done is he's managed to negotiate events. He's managed to stooge promoters and governments, and he himself, Supercars Events, are the main promoter of the series. Um, state governments are paying for everything. So, Minion, I'm going to go through a list... And uh, I want you to tell me whether you think... Um, we'll go through a list of next year's calendar. Tell me who yeah. you think, which which state governments are tipping money in. Yeah, I've got this for sure, I reckon. You reckon? Okay. All right, so me and the Warbster in episode two went through the calendar roughly. You had a bit of a joke about it. 
let's see what we really think about it. So, uh, first weekend of March, Adelaide 500, sponsorless event. No naming rights sponsor. Well, Adelaide must have to fit the bill. Yeah, yeah. Um, South Australian government. Um, so, three weeks later, Formula One Rolex Australian Grand Prix. Oh, I reckon I've seen Daniel Andrews talk about talk shit about that a couple of times. Please, can you keep the profanities to a minimum? I'm going to have to beat them out later when I'm the new apprentice sound engineer. Yes, you are correct. The tyre power, and a big shout-out to uh, Pilvo at Nidri Tyre Power, supplying all of the podcast DSO's family tyre needs. Uh, the tyre power map of Tasmania Super Sprint. Government money or not? Nah, no way. Yeah? Yes way. Got them stooge down there too. See, not much happens in Tassie. The government own the boats. Anybody wants to get to Tassie, you've got to get on the government's boat. Government oh, yeah. bring everyone over. It's all good. Negotiation. Negotiation? Lots and lots of it, apparently. Yeah. The WD-40 squeaky wheel Phillip Island 500, where no spectators go. Well... Government, sp- government sponsor or not? Well, as much as I'd love to say yes, no way. Oh, you got that right. Well done. Well done. Yes, correct. The Wild Wild West, the Perth Super Sprint. What? There's only shark attacks in camp in Perth. Who who sponsors something in Perth? A shark attack hasn't happened in Perth. They happen down at Cotto or the surf beaches or where the sharks are. There's no sharks at Wanneroo. Except right. maybe off Barbagello. Don't keep it keep it together. Don't go losing it like the Warbster does. So yes, the government tip a, t- a truckload in. Rural Victoria, Northeast Victoria, our favourite round, the Witten Super Sprint. Do the government put money into that? Oh, only thanks to Ricky Muir. Oh, good reference. Well done. Pulled that one out. Yes, they do. The uh, Victorian government uh, provides some tourism benefit to the Benalla Auto Club. Let's head north to the Crown Bet. Darwin. Tra- Hang on, can we say Crown Bet? Aren't we contractually obligated to it's, say it's, you bet? Yeah, it's you bet, mate. So why, why have we got a conflicting sponsor? For our round. Oh, because we Negotiation. don't... Negotiation. No, no, no. The Warbster doesn't own that round. It's promoted by someone other than Supercar Events. That Called Darwin. This Northern <laughs> Territory State Government. Good get. We'll flick through it. This is taking far too long. Townsville 400. Yeah. Sponsored by construction company Wattpack. Queensland yeah. Government. Yeah. Yeah. Get got it in mind. Staying in Queensland. Coates Hire. Ipswich Super Sprint. So, oh, hang on. The government mightn't put any money up. They might just yeah. They, they care about town. Ta- they might just they don't give a shit about in Ipswich. Have you been to Have you been to Ipswich? Have no. you Have you been to the paperclip? From what I've heard about, have Ipswich. you been to the paperclip? No. Don't make comment unless you've been there. The Red Rooster Super Night Three Hundred at uh, Eastern Creek. I refuse to call it Sydney Motorsport Park. It's Eastern Creek. It's next to the tip. Government money. Well, has to be now. No, without. No, really? no, 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 no. The Ben Super Sprint, the Shaheen family. Well, we know that there's some government funding going into the facility as Capital Works, and I think that's a great idea. Government money to the race? Well, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to guess. You yes, can, though. Oh, well, we, we'll say yes, and if it isn't... You can just edit it out. No, 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 you can be wrong. Yeah, I'll edit it out. No, you can be wrong. <laughs> Back to Melbourne for the prestigious, long-running Sandown 500. Government money? Why would they? Well, it's going to close in two exactly. years, so absolutely not. The super cheap auto, Super Bathurst 1000. <laughs> Is that yeah, a joke? Okay. Yeah, New South Wales events. I tell you what, it's, um, they're pretty generous in New South Wales. You'd get Vodafone, a good return on that one, though. Vodafone Gold Coast 600. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, they have been for 20-something years. The one I'm not sure about, but I'm fairly positive that there would be some um, some Kiwi money brew. The ITM Auckland Super Sprint, not sure, but um, we're pretty obvious on that one. And the Coates Hire Newcastle 500. Well, where, where else would the Homebush money go? Correct. So, did you notice during the week that Super 5000 have asked for government assistance to run as a as a support category at Queensland next year. So, do you know what that means? Real, su- real supercars so, are going to support super taxis. Oh, dude, come on, don't be like that. So, super silhouette, say hi to Mike, everybody. <laughs> hi, Mike. I've just figured this out. Yeah? Yeah. Have you? I don't think supercars are worthy of being sponsored by Virgin Airlines anymore. Because they're not virgins? Just work with me on this one. Yep. This much government handout, there's 15 events, plus they want a government handout to try and run the Super 5000 open wheelers. They're like single mothers. Yeah, they're, they're, taking, they're taking more welfare. It should be the Centrelink Supercar Series next year because they've got their handout yeah. for more government money than I think I know what to do with. Do you know you and I have been talking dribble for 10 minutes already? 10 minutes? We took an hour and a half of people's time in the last episode, but... I think that means it's time for a, for a safety car. Thanks, Tim. Time for a safety car. So we need to go safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags. We all know the inconvenience of taking a taxi, bro. You wait a long time, the driver's really slow, and it's always when you're in a hurry, bro. But why take a taxi when you can take a super taxi? Travel with one free fabs. One free fabs will take you anywhere in our fleet of DJR Tim Penske supercars. We will cut your travel time, bro. We will put the jandal to the floor to deliver you a better travel experience, eh, cuz? Anytime, anywhere, one free fabs will get you there faster, bro. Are you looking for race car spares? Come down to the corner of Dandenong Road. We have supercars, formula cars, imports, and road cars in pieces and waiting for you. Just come in before the residents kick us out at 6pm. Need a wrecked race car? Go straight on it down in on road. Welcome back to the DSO podcast where <clears throat> me, the podcast DSO, is filling in for the Warbster who is uh, in absentia. Big thanks to our sponsors 13Fabs, the Kiwi Taxi Company Brew, who uh, will be very busy this coming weekend driving taxis all around Auckland, bro. <laughs> what are you laughing at, Minion? What are you like? Do you think your Auckland accent is good, bro? Engineer Minion, it's the Warpstar! The triumphant one. Oh no, he's calling, he's calling. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me get this, let me get this. Money, money, money. Must be funny. In the rich man's world. Warpstar, is that you? Warpstar. Minion. Yes, my... My government dish. I mean, <laughs> chick. Oh, jeez. This place is making my English stop. <laughs> what's, what's wrong? Where are you, Warbster? You sound like Jim Richards. <laughs> That's because I'm in New Zealand, bro. What are you doing in New Zealand, bro? What are you doing? Uh, Warbster, what's happened? What's ha- where, where have you been? I've been trying to find you for a week. Yeah, I've been talking to Tony Quinn. Oh, what do you mean talking to Tony Quinn? Cams have screwed you. Cams have said no. They're not gonna. They're not gonna give you the category management agreement. Ah. <laughs> that's what Cams said. Was it? Oh, that's adorable. Oh, hang on. I've just worked it out. 
Australian GT Racing Proprietary Limited hold the category management rights. If you buy it off Tony, cams have to let you promote it. Oh, oh so, sorry, Warbster. It's been a hectic week back here at trying to hold the fort at Supercars Headquarters and Warbster Manor. Yeah, well, what do you expect? I mean, I've only got a couple of months left to completely complete my takeover. Things up a bit. Okay. Um, so the, the minion, the minion's been helping me out. Um, he's asking. He was wondering what you thought of his of his editing work on the podcast last episode. Oh, all running. Sorry? All the running. Fine cotton, really? I don't think he was happy with you. Mm, uh, uh, he's not. Sorry, Warbster, I'm, I'm trying to have two conversations at once here. So, you're going to need to lift your game. Lift my game? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, absolutely. Who's going to do your editing for you if I leave? Me. I'm the new apprentice sound engineer. Warbster, do I get two paychecks if he leaves? Uh, well, you get two paychecks, but they're going to be half. Can we negotiate? You know how much I lost the negotiations on a Friday night? <laughs> I've had it with you. No, you know what? I'm out. No, what? I've had, I've had enough of this. Hey, Warbster, he's storming out. He's, I I've bet had I, enough of this. You're going to slam the door too, aren't you? I can just see this. Oh, you'll be back. Matt White came back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and so did Kurt, remember? <laughs> Wasn't that the deal of the century? Yeah, they all come back eventually. Alrighty. Warbster, are you there? Ah, oh, phone's cut off. I just hope he rings me back. I'll, I'll try him. Come on, Warbster, answer. That oh, go- this reception is shot. Oh. Oh. I've got to stop doing that. Yeah, hey, you've got to. How st- are you? I'm good. You've got to stop doing that. I know the reception is shut. Yeah, well, because it's butter fun. I know. Wait, we're supposed to say nice things about butter fun. They're um, we're contractually obligated to do so. At least they give you. Um, a f- at least they give you a free okay. phone. All right. Okay. So, so we, have we done the Gold Coast wrap yet? No, we're up to the Gold Coast wrap. Ra- 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 is that really bad? Wicker, 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 chow. Yeah, is that really bad? Alrighty, well, and we should probably start with the um, winners. Uh, the Super Vodafone, Super Balcony, Super Weekend with the Boys, Super 600, Super Winners, Chaz Owen. Oh, sorry, Chaz and Owen. Yep. Owen. And uh, then Jandal and Frenchie on the Sunday. Was that Owen Kelly? Uh, no, Steve Owen. Oh, right, sorry, I think I got that wrong. I might have read no, that, I I might have read that well, somewhere. Kelly winning is a bit these days, isn't it? Yeah, Kelly, to please let's not let's not jump the gun again. Okay, all right. We'll we'll, we'll say something nice about the Kelly. Right. So, Warbster, um, the Gold Coast Friday, fine, warm, sunny, lots of support. Categories crashed. Saturday, Queensland, beautiful one day, pissing with rain the next. Yeah, I mean it's not Melbourne for goodness sake. So Saturday, um, yeah, wet, pretty nasty, and we headed into qualifying. And just like they do, they go out, they do some banker laps, they come back in, they fox, they think they got a quick one, but it was wet. And Scotty Mack didn't get pole, which I thought was an absolute lock, and this is why you don't listen to the expert. See, what was interesting was that it wasn't just Dutto throwing the headset, it was Frenchie throwing the headset as well. I think Ludo was, uh, yeah, Ludo was very upset that Scotty Mack didn't jag another pole. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that, that Gallic sort of um, charm doesn't 
doesn't always exist. Sometimes I do get angry. Mm. No, really good. Yeah, to he really, he really, he really wanted to push, push um, young Jamble off the uh, edge of a cliff at that point. I oh, think. most, most definitely. So, um, gee, I like Chaz. I, I've got so much time for Chaz. Chaz is a f- oh. to 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 quote a great a great race director. He's such a fine young man. If only he really, he really is. If only he, here's the thing. If uh, only he could he string... doesn't really do the media stuff. He doesn't. He, he exists purely to drive. And next year, when he's out of contract, you can guarantee anyone with any serious amount of money and serious ambitions for winning is just going to throw money at him. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was going to say he struggles to string three words together in front of the microphone, and I know that's not the case away from the microphone. But he's, I think he's a bit shy in front of the cameras. Um, I think he needs he needs a mentor. Um, I don't think don't think uh, FPR have got one for him. So he he's. Oh, good. Mate, you don't, I don't think he needs a he needs a mentor in terms of he might need some polishing or something. But I could see. Well, let's throw it out there. Let's say Captain Roger decides to go to number a third car. Mm. You think Penske couldn't do a number on him as far as the presentation is concerned? I, I, I reckon the first thing Roger would do is sit him down and get him a decent haircut, tell him to turn yeah. his ca- tell him to turn his hat around and wear it like a proper race race car driver, you know, like them good old boys from NASCAR, and uh, yeah. and uh, and learn to talk with a drawl, son. You ain't gonna go nowhere without a drawl. Y'all, no, thank that's, you. No, that, that's 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 Davey Reynolds, but we'll get into that. In we'll, a minute. we'll get into that shortly. Uh, um, some nice stuff sticking the young fella on the pole. David, and, David and over we went into... Um, now, we can't use wet and wild as a cliche, okay? It's been a year. We can't use wet and wild. I'm pretty sure Scapey probably ran that one into the ground. Operating on a higher level there. Yes, and um, is he actually going to be a television star soon? Scapey's going to be a television star? Yeah. Have I missed... Oh, CJT's just going to take off, mate. <laughs> Actually, I've heard about CJT. Um, listeners out there in podcast land, I'm not sure if you're aware, but Channel 10 are commissioning a new series over the summer when uh, and Foxtel also, when there's when there's nothing to show other than uh, repeats of things that have happened during the year. They're, uh, they're launching a new show in, along the lines of um, uh, SVU and, uh, and CSI. It's called CJT, Commentary Box Judicial Team. Um, Warbster, do you want to uh, you want to run a bit of a synopsis over it? CJT. CJT is a procedural. It has um, the commentary box guys going about their business, solving the crimes that happened in pit lane, and we know who they are. Um, what What about on track know, when people run into each other? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it's it's a serious crime, and it needs serious time. So that's what CJT is all about. Absolutely, making um, making the decisions for Tim and Michael before uh, they've even made their own mind up. Pretty much, yeah. Mm. Anyway, back to the Saturday race. Saturday um, race. Frenchie. Frenchie. Fun at the worst time possible and um, put a hole in Jandal's title hopes. Yep. Um, I said something about John French last time uh, around. Mm-hmm. Considering how he did in the 72 um, Bathurst 1000, maybe we should have stuck um, John French in the car. He's 87 years old, I told you, Warbster. He's, he's older than Murray Carter and Murray Carter's retired. Let's not go there. Um, well, yeah, but, I mean, he's going to be careful in the wet at that age. <laughs> like they all were at Bathurst a couple of weeks ago. Your boy, Andre 3000. Oh, A3K. Um, he absolutely just took that 14 and stuck it up the front. Unbelievable. Um, you know, we talked about the gold rush of young guys um, last time. 
What is in, what is in the water in New Zealand? They just keep producing unbelievable drivers. Absolutely. What I what I didn't necessarily like too much about their their comments. Funny the commentary team make comments about Andre three thousand saying that um oh well he has had the advantage of um, being out in the Porsche race earlier. Right, so driving a rear-engine Porsche sports car in the wet is just exactly the same as driving uh, of a, a supercar around the track in the wet. Please, how about you actually pay some credit to his ability rather than just use some well-worn cliche that, you know, oh, but he's already had track time in the wet. By that logic, shouldn't all the Formula 1 drivers be out in the GT2 race or Formula 2 race? Um before the Grand Prix every time? Well, and, and why wouldn't the MotoGP riders go and get a bit of track time on Moto2? Yeah, okay. So um, we're calling BS on that one. I'm calling absolute BS on that one. Yeah. Speaking of um, adding things, though, mm-hmm. uh, we've got we've got a wet race yep. and it's, um, for co-drivers as well. Yep. So uh, who do you think stuck it up the front, mate? <laughs> Stand away. Richie! Yeah, Greg man. Murphy's boy. Yeah, man. Yep. He, um, the, driving in the, uh, next year, be driving in the, oh, well, no, he may not. We, we need, probably need to touch on that a little bit later in the news, but the, the Stanaway news might be a little bit different than we've previously reported given, uh, uh, some goings yep, on. I but think we'll, so, I think circumstances have changed, but I think we can guarantee one thing he'll be out there in something. He will, and um, when he starts the engine of the car he's driving next year, don't be surprised if you hear the sound of crickets as he puts the accelerator down. Right. Anyway, Stanaway was helped by uh, yet another round of Triple um, Eight versus PRA, the traditional rivals, and that's been going on for ooh, a good four or five years now. When uh, Steve Owen, minding his own business, trying to get into Turn One, and uh, our old mate Dumdum uh, had a bit of a brain melt and uh, lost the car trying to overtake him. He sent a pun- he sent a punched him down the road almost as far as Davidson did that tyre bundle. Yep, absolutely. Let's go to the CJT for some reference here. So you ruin someone's race, you run into them, over-enthusiastic move, completely out of control, in the wet, poor driving by anybody's standards. What sort of penalty would you give, Warbster? Oh, I think um, probably a drive-through. Mm, I would most definitely give a drive-through if I was a real DSO. But of course, no, because it's triple eight, they just get a 15-second added on to their existing stop. So yeah, yeah realistically, I'm not, real, I'm not real happy with that. I yeah. think that um, it's not so much that I think that we can't accuse them of a triple eight bias, but it's just where's the consistency? Yeah, we, and I'm we, not going. I mean, I'm, look, I'm not going to weigh in on them like everybody else does because God knows you go on a social media or a lot of other um, podcasts like this, and they just they just harangue the um, officials yep. just as a matter of course, but. You've got to be consistent. Yeah, and look, at at the moment, I'm not saying there's no consistency. What I'm saying is that there appears to be no consistency. Um, and that's a big difference. Yeah, um, There's a big difference in in that, um, and we certainly. And when you start getting the CJT coming in, weighing in every five seconds with their expert opinion, quite on quite, um, you know, that just compounds the problem. And it's not necessarily that they're um, they've got biases, but if you give the fans an opportunity to do so, and they start going, it's rigged. Then you've got big problems. So, um, Warbster, I'm not sure because you've been away. I'm not sure if you've noticed that um, my mates at Cams this week have opened up uh, expressions of interest from suitably qualified race officials 
to take on CAMS appointments. So there's race directorships available for uh, pretty much every category except um, except uh, supercars because Tim's a lock. And but they've opened up series stewards and series tech commissioners. I reckon I reckon the best way to boost the uh, the telecast next year. Let's get rid of Larco. Let's get Larco to be the new tech commissioner for supercars, and let's get the CJT out of the commentary box. They can be the new appointed series stewards. We'll import some new... Com- Maybe we'll import the stewards. They might be able to do a better, more interesting commentary job, and that way we get rid of those flogs out of the commentary box, and they can go and make their CJT decisions for real. How about, or we could just do both and cut top. Like, just have them do both. Well, I was, I was going to say, given that your replacement's apparently only going to be on 75% of what you were earning, there's, there's a cost cutting to start with. Well, yes, but I mean, you know, 70, 75% of perfection is pretty good. Mm, yes, 75% of negotiation rates. Um, so in another bonehead well, You know mo- how much I love my negotiation. Oh, we, know, we, we know exactly how much you love it. So, um... So bonehead moves. Um, someone spun Garth Tander. Who would that have been? We were trying really hard not to weigh into them too much because we've done it two episodes in a row. But Todd Kelly, put your hand up, please. Todd Kelly, please put your hand up. Yeah, look, and, and we're not we're not in the business of flogging the Kellys. We're not in the business of bashing anybody. We call it as we see it. The sad part about it is, is when you've got four cars, you're going to feature, and when your drivers do dumb things, you're going to feature. Yeah, I think you might have a little bit more to say about the Kellys later. Uh, do indeed. Um, the Chinian and XRK had the race under control until the Jap failed in pit lane. So, because it was stuck in the hole in the tarmac that no one could see because of the rain. Okay, so... Seriously? Yeah, and I mean, I'm, I'm willing to bet that this probably didn't happen because I know that BJR are one of the most professional teams in pit lane, but... No, absolutely. Um, but that, think, that was just absolutely heartbreaking. I mean, I saw that um, actually happening, and I just went, "Oh no, frigging way! How uh, the hell?" But seriously, of all the things in the world that happened, it yep. was just disgusting. Yep, absolutely. Uh, meanwhile, Ricky Bobby Reynolds and uh, the ageless veteran uh, did a NASCAR-style driver change through the window after the door failed. Now, after this whole Ricky Bobby thing that um, Davey did at uh, Bathurst, is he sort of taking this NASCAR thing a bit too far? Oh, look, I, I think um, if anyone was, if anyone in the uh, in the current field's a good old boy, Davey's a good old boy. Warpster, just you might have to go and lean on another sheep. Your um, your Vodafone signal's breaking up slightly. Uh-huh. Or, or yep, maybe okay. let. Or, no, that's better. That's much better. Whatever you did to that sheep, don't do it again. Okay, I want I want the um bad blow. Oh, please, Barnaby. Um, I did. I really did like Nick Perkett showing a bit of um showing a bit of ticker in the pits afterwards. Um, Fabs turned him around in the race and uh, did the right thing and you know went to do a fake apology and uh, Perkett fakely refused the fake apology. So I'm not sure who was the faker of the two. I actually think Fabs was genuine. I just think that um Perkett was a little bit. Um, offended when um, young Fabian decided to call him James. Uh, the excuse, the excuse about wanting to celebrate the Chin Chinmobile's exploits with the rest of the team. Um, I suppose you know, not not being upside down on fire or in the back of the truck in pieces at the end of a race is a bit of a milestone for BJR this year. Yeah, actually, I, I mean, as much as I think it's a little bit of a yeah, okay, I've got to come up with something. Um, I do actually think it's genuine just because, you know, any success that they get, it's 
so much deserved this year because, my God, I mean, I mean, we, I know we go on about it every um, podcast, but my goodness, how much crap have they been through this year? Yep. Um, and it's not like they've got some complete spuds driving their cars who are totaling them. Their at fault, their own at fault accident count's going to be no higher than uh, the majority yeah. of the other teams in the field. Yeah, I mean, well, how could they do worse? I mean, get past Maldonado to drive for them? No, please don't. We'll bring that up later in news with internationals wanting uh, uh, supercar co-drives next year. Anyway, uh, so, to finish off, uh, the race chance came through the wet to win comfortably and tighten up the race for the championship just a little bit more. Absolutely. Sunday emerged dry, and apparently the Saturday night concert was just pretty average. Obviously, uh, the, the teams don't like the bit where Hilltop Hood sing It's Your Round, especially the ones that hadn't won. Uh, yeah, plus, um, I think probably with the um, sound engineer in the middle just going, boo, we're young people, you know. <laughs> No, I think the sound engineer was uh, was tucked up nicely in bed. Anyway, moving on from uh, concerts, which have absolutely nothing to do with racing supercar events. Motortainment, um, Warbster, it's your baby. It will be your legacy. No, 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 that was talking. Um, no, anyway, no, 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 he, no, Co- no, I'm going to take you to task on this. Cochrane was responsible for mincing musicals. You're the one that's brought rock and racing to supercars. All right, then, yeah. I'm, I'm going to let this one go. Uh, qualifying, top ten, uh, triple eight, one, two, three, SVG, Wind Cup, and then Lounge. Um, we, uh, as good as written them off at the end of episode two during our Gold Coast preview, and in the dry, ooh, did they prove us wrong? Yes, quite clearly um, Dado had been over and had the headset repaired so he could hear them all properly and communicate and uh, and the drivers absolutely pulled it out of the bag. They look comfortable again, I think is the nicest way to put it. Mm. Yeah, uh, number 14, uh, the Chinmobile after their success of Saturday, clipped the tyres, clipped the wall, tore a power steering line off and proceeded to set fire to the car, so... You know, that's probably one of the only things that hasn't gone wrong this year for BJR. They've they've crashed them, they've turned them upside down, they've been hit from front, back, left, right, but hadn't set one on fire yet. Yeah, um, probably a good thing they didn't get the uh, five-starter Carl Reinsler in as the co-driver this year because that would have made it a thousand times worse. Oh, ouch. Yeah, and it would have been worse if the Prodigy had played the concert the night before. Oh, hey, easy, easy. Number three, car three. Tripped over Bieber at the start of the um, start of the race, uh, the Sunday race, and uh, basically screwed both their races. Yep. Which uh, you would have been pissed off there, though, about because uh, you actually picked thirty three as your roughie. <sighs> Certainly did pick thirty three as my roughie. That's um. And, uh, and how, how did Car Five go, by the way? Car Five. Yeah, I think Car Five's still out there circulating amongst the forklifts and uh, and uh, construction personnel. I'm what, I didn't know Charlie was still there as well. <laughs> Charlie is omnipresent. You know that. He's almost as omnipresent as you. Yeah, that's fine. And then, then BJR, yet again, uh, 14 was rear-ended nicely uh, on the concrete wall after being stunned by Caruso. So Caruso blotted his copybook there, which which is a bit unusual. And, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, that was car 14, the BJR car that had been on fire that got fixed and got put back out only to be rear-ended and put into the fence. It's been one of those years. It's been an, it's been an Annus Horribilis for the Jones family. All right, well, we'll stop talking about BJR. Um, 
Yildon, the Angels veteran, lost it at the Turn 10 Complex and banged it into the wall, bashing both ends and turning the toes a lot wonky. Weekend uh, over. It um, he, he he did a fair number on the on the betting mobile. So um, uh, dare I say it, chocolates to boiled lollies for both the betting mobile cars um, for, uh, for for Crazy Dave and the Angels veteran, but also our mate Dale Wood, who um, we'll talk about in the news, uh, didn't have a very good weekend at the Gold Coast either. He. Uh, Inflicted a bit of damage to the vehicle both days. He and his co-driver. So, um, yeah, tough back back to struggle street for uh, for Erebus at the Gold Coast. I think though, that, um, as we said before, it's really a lottery in terms of um, getting through the weekend unscathed. And let's be honest, it is a fair majority. I mean, we said it during the previews. We'll say it again. We'll probably say it again next year. It's just a total lottery in terms of whether or not you come out without a whole lot of damage. Hmm. Yep. Most of the unions probably switched to the Mono GP at this point because on a Phil Island um, concurrently. Yep. But we won't we won't talk about that because it's uh, not supercars related and um, I'm not contractually obligated to do so. Muscat trips over um, David Russell and uh, gets Alex Davidson on the way through uh, in the World Championship battle for 22nd place, according to Davo. Oh, how can we not mention? Given that you're in New Zealand. How can I not mention the the emerging bromance between Richie, my boy Richie Stoneaway, and your good mate Greg Murphy? Uh, yes, they are very excited about Richie Stoneaway over here, and obviously uh, Greg Murphy's uh, Brock esque in his uh, appearances over here. So um, yeah, I suppose I mean it's nice to see that someone else has a boy in the commentary team. I mean, you know, you've got obviously Winkup and Scafi is world famous yep. um, probably Larko and Winterbottom probably I mean Larko does keep a lid on it most of the time but Larko and Winterbottom were obviously very close as well well I think so, actually Warbster he's got his boy now that, that, it's lovely it's nice Warbster I've worked out why Larko and Winterbottom are, um, are so close because Bossy's tried for Larko no 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 they're joined at the Orcon anyway <laughs> Sunday uh, the show team detailed their way up through the field they finally found a set up and yes Sunday qualifying was not uh, was about as good as Saturday qualifying for DJRTT. Yep. But um, they found something, and who lordy, when they found it, they found it. Yeah. Um, what What I really they, uh, What I really loved was that they um, they played uh, they played the CJT's undercut card um, on the team that are the kings of the undercut. Uh, they did indeed, and um, you know, despite uh, Stanaway's was out of the picture at that point because he dived on Richo, had a bit of contact and um, damaged the steering. Yep. But, um, yeah, the, they played the undercut. Um, the Triple Eight points blocking team of um, Lance and SPG tried to uh, keep him in fourth just to maximise Jamie's chances of um, catching up. Yep. And um, the uh, wind cup stopped. The Glockle was on the charge. He leaped all four places in the process and took the lead. Yep. Yeah, fuel economy and, and and some and some clever strategy. Um, so again, we we've been saying it all year, and Triple Eight have been coming out saying, "Oh, Ludo took everything with him. Ludo took everything with him." No, no, Ludo took the intellectual property and the and the wherewithal, and it was shown on Sunday at the Gold Coast. Absolutely. Um, so Jandall eked out a lead mm-hmm. and held them to just about two seconds. 
Yep. Knowing how tight they are now on fuel, he was probably just trying to maintain the gap and not not um, burn the fuel that he did have. Yep. Because the margins were practically non-existent. Um, the one thing that we enjoyed, um, obviously because of our Ludo impersonation, is the fact that uh, Pramat said uh, push push on air, which was um, a good thing. Um, Tammy got in the way for a bit, and uh, but held them all up equally. I well, that was very good of him. He, that was uh, basically given his... in the way of everyone exactly the same amount. Yeah, given his given his performance at the same race last year, I think it was an admirable move to stay to be in front of everybody, not turning them around. Uh, that's true. Uh, speaking of which, uh, there were actually no safety cars this year. Um, Courtney couldn't get out of the car after the race because um, of all the panel damage that he got getting in getting shoved in the side by other people. Did he get, so did he dance his way out NASCAR style? Uh, no, he actually uh, got out the um, window on the passenger side. Right. Oh, Took well. a bit of nifty footwork, though, I would have thought. Uh, meanwhile, the, gen- the victorious Jandalville did a burnout and then ran out of fuel a bit short of the pit, which uh, sh- um, immediately yes. my um, history-minded brain went back to uh, 1973 and Doug Shivers. Mm, pushing the uh, X-21 Tirana. Yes, the funny part is, I think, it was, I don't know if it was Trompo or Scafie, but one of them went the exact same place at the exact same time. Mm. So that just proves how much of a nerd I am, really, doesn't it? Well, when you've got Crompo and Scafie mimicking uh, your thoughts on things, you need to be really worried, Warbster. That's the slippery slope, isn't it? Anyway, so t- none of the Bot family were actually there to um, push Jandal out of the way, but... Um, yeah, that was just a bit of a historical um, echo there. Hang on uh, a minute. Hang on, hang on. Whoa, whoa. Hold it right there, Warbster. Mm-hmm. I think Prema had a premonition. Mm-hmm. Push, push. <laughs> uh, Yes, they were well-worthy winners. Um, I'm not sure. You please unhand that sheep again, Warbster. You're um, you're starting to lose signal again. Hang on. Oh, much better, that. much better. Perhaps um, perhaps if you stop. I mean, I know I know it is quarter past one in the afternoon. Perhaps if you put that glass of pims and lemonade down and talk into your phone. Okay, fine, fine. I'll put down the twoies. Things I do. You feel like a twoies? I, I, I think that was lost in translation. Yeah, dude. Yes, dude. Thank you. So, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, no, hang on. Sorry. Um, Pertec Enduro Cup winners. Yeah, so Chaz and Owen. Yep. Podium. Uh, Marquez, Rossi, and Vignola. No, no, no. That was Philip Island. Oh, no. Hang on. Okay. Um, well, Jandal and uh, Frenchie, Wind Cup and uh, Dum Dum and... Van Gisbergen at Matt Campbell. Yes. So to actually go around all of the corners this time and not go down the escape road. Matt Campbell's in Mexico as we speak. There's a little timeline, ladies and gentlemen. Um, doing very, very well in his Porsche, um, not Super Cup car. Well, yeah, probably in Porsche is probably uh, a bit of a gun. And hey, he's got time. He can come back and do the Super Car thing. Mm. Um, I think he learned a lot this weekend. I don't think that, uh, well, Triple A had a hard task, Masters, so... I think Roland may or may not have him back, but he'll get another opportunity one day. He's an excellent driver. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, as you uh, tried to jump to before, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm. Um, good performances, DFO? 
A3K and the Slade Dog for Saturday. Good performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you can't bring yourself to say it, so I will. Forklift Racing, good performance on the Sunday. Yeah, they um, they actually did a really, really good job. Out of nowhere, I think they finished like six or seven, and um, they were right in the hunt to sort of get it a little bit further up as well. Um, obviously, uh, it's not a race of attrition anymore because um, we're not having accidents everywhere, but they just did it on genuine pace and just genuine ability, uh, which was surprising. I mean, Charlie's not exactly the most popular person in the universe, especially in the uh, supercar inside of all the cars first. But, um, hey, let's, let's give credit where it's due. They actually um, pulled it out and uh, did a really good job this weekend. Yep. Yeah, I, I, can't, uh, I can't disagree with you on that. Let me just well, well DJRTP for that call and Promo for putting um, Jandle in the position that he could do what he did on Sunday. They were yeah. absolutely lost on Saturday, it's fair to say, but God, they really just absolutely pulled that one out as well. Yeah, can't can't disagree with you on that one either. Um, let's just let's talk about the the mere or the so so performances for the weekend. Um, are we just going to have Nissan here in perpetu- in perpetuity? Pretty much. Um, again, I don't want to be laying on the Kelly brothers and to a lesser extent Caruso, but well, you're running midfield. You're a factory team. I don't really want. To, I'm not saying any more than that. Yep. Drivers tripping over each other. There was a few of these. Um, I know it's a little bit hard because um, a lot of them are three-time-a-year drivers and it's a competitive environment. Surface is probably one of the more unforgiving tracks on the calendar, but by the same token, there was this thing in the old days called racing room. Yeah, that'd be a novelty, wouldn't it? Yeah, um, sort of. I mean, in open wheelers, you do tend to get a bit more of a penalty because if you walk into another car, you're going to get launched. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a bit and barge, a little bit of a okay, but when you just bashing in the cars indiscriminately. It's a bit much. Yeah, I think it was described at the start of the year as the bump and run, and I'm positive that um, it was going to be cracked down on. Now, who's going to crack down on it? Uh, the race director and IPO, investigating <laughs> investigating prosecuting officer, who's a step above the DSO, I must add. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm not getting a sale on that just because with the lack of thieving how do you say, um, application in terms of one person will do it and they get killed, the next person will do it and they get a slap on the wrist. I, I don't see that that's going to be um, terribly successful just because you get one example of it not being done and then it's all back on to young and old. Well, so, um, I, think, I think the word that you're searching for there... Uh, and you probably just, I think the word that you need to round that out, Warbster, is inconsistency. And if we want to talk about inconsistency, um, you send a punch somebody down the road and you get 15 seconds added on to your next pit stop. When one of your opposition happens to be in the pits and either lets a wheel spin a little bit, which is a big favourite of the CJT, uh, lets a wheel spin when you're up on the jacks, or there's an unsafe release and you bump into your teammate with PRA, you get a full pit lane penalty. Now, last year at Winton... Two years ago. Sorry, to my apologies. Two years ago at Winton, um, Triple Eight bumped into each other exiting the pits. Apparently because they were teammates, they weren't penalised. Fast um, forward... I that- actually, I'm actually going to give the um, race officials an out on this one because it was... Uh, the, 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 but 
anyway, um, if it was Chaz and Frosty or Bright and Frosty, because they run off a different pit crew, uh, it was Chaz they also was... run off a, they're also technically a different team because two of the cars of PRA are registered to Pro Drive Racing Australia. Chaz's car is registered to uh, Rod Nash Racing and Bright's car is registered to Brightjack. So technically, even though they all operate under the same roof, they are three separate teams in that respect. I, I still can't understand, teammates or not, I still cannot understand how you get a full drive-through penalty for bumping into somebody at 40 k's an hour in a pit lane, in a controlled environment of a pit lane. But as I said, and I'll keep saying it, you send a punch somebody down the road, you get 15 seconds. That is not consistent. Social media went bananas as usual. And I think that's one of the things that needs to be sorted out next year the consistency is simply not there. That the penalties don't fit the crimes. Yeah, I'm going with that. Anyway, so um, let's, moving let, on. Let's before ta- we get accused of being nasty about the series too much, uh, drive of the weekend. Yep. Um, I'm going to give it to, and I'm going to get a heap of mail for this. Jamie Wincott. You know what? You're probably right. Um, I don't. I don't hate him. I just don't like him. I don't like him because he hasn't got a personality, and I don't like him because of the way he carries himself. But I don't hate him, and I don't, and I, and I respect him for, for his success. Um, he did do well. Um, and now I'm going to get smashed on social media myself. Um, I mean, the link up was the most consistent over the weekend. You can't blame him for dumb dumb little faux pas at um, turn one with um, with Steve Owen. Yep. Um, he finally got the setup right. I'm just going to say it this way. As you probably, I think I'm going to put a little bit more succinctly than you did. Don't hate, appreciate. Yep. Yeah. Nice. He is one of the best ever. Nice can't it. take that away from him. He's one of the most successful. He's going to go into the Hall of Fame almost the first time of asking. He yeah. just did the job this weekend, and if he wins the championship, this weekend is one of the key points. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, and my man for under the radar for most consistent or best weekend was um, Mike's nephew, Gary. Um, again... Um, if someone in the commentary box doesn't adopt him, I mean, they've all got a favourite. Someone up there needs to adopt him and, and they need to get him into a ride. Yeah, they really do. Um, I mean, he's not quite as um, impactful as Dunaway in terms of what he's done, but by the same token, you look at some of the drivers in the field and look at what Gary Jacobson's doing and, hey, he's got to go somewhere. Yep. Yep, absolutely, and 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 good, you know, like confident on camera, um, you know, ha- happy to happy to do the interviews. Um, probably even more comfortable on camera than uh, one of his, one of the teammates in the same garage that we mentioned earlier. So, I, I think that's almost a roundup for the Gold Coast. Do you want to touch on the series leaderboard, Warbster? Uh, tighter than a um, Fishers. Rear end after laying an egg. This one, uh, I think this does. What is it, 17, yeah, so we've got Jamie on top, Fabs 17 behind, and then Scotty 10 behind Fabs, so you've got 27 points. Chaz is fourth, 126 back from Jamie, and Gizzy 189. So, you, uh, have, you have to say that Gizzy's probably going to end up pulling for Jamie. I think that's the only way that one's going to work, and I can imagine that um, Roland will probably be pretty keen to um, put all his eggs in one basket to chicken analogy again. DJR's in a bit of a bind because both of them are pretty close to um, even in terms of everything. And, and at this point, where do you make a decision? And if you do make a decision, which uh, way do you fall? So there's a couple of challenges in that because 
Knowing what the captain's like, the team's championship's fairly important to the captain as much as um, as an individual win. So, realistically, they've let them run their own race all year as long as they don't take each other out. They can't they can't change that. There's no way that they can change that. The problem we're going to have, they may well run into each other or or trip over each other. Um, so, uh, well, I think I think that is highly likely considering uh, Fab is actually a father now. He gave birth to his, uh, well, his uh, partner gave birth to uh, twins. Yep. So in his sleep deprived state, yep. he may well end up um, having a bit of an issue there. Yeah, and, and, and yes, having, having a couple of new babies in the house is going to... Uh, He's certainly going to play on him for the next few weeks. Just uh, life just turns upside down. Um, it's interesting. I'm over on. Uh, I'm over with your mates at Ubet Warbster. Um, yeah. Jamie and Scotty are both two dollars forty for the championship. Fabian's three forty for the championship. So Chaz is. This is the interesting one. Chaz is one hundred and twenty six points adrift of Jamie. I can get forty one dollars for Chaz. I can get one hundred and twenty six dollars for the Giz. So remembering, as we found at, at Bathurst and, and all through the year, one DNF is enough. If Jamie and Fabian are racing for position next Saturday and they, uh, and they take each other out and spin and the majority of the field passes them, they're not going to get any points. So all of a sudden, Scotty, Chaz and the Giz jump up. Um, mm. I, look, I, I, still think, I still think the Giz... Mathematically, it looks difficult, but I still think he's a chance. But realistically, um, it's a race of three, and uh, and yeah. two and two of them are uh, two of them are owned by the captain. I think if Shelby Power Racing get Pukakoli right, they're going to probably take a hell of a lot of um, points back. Triple A, they're going to be working for Jamie. There's no question of that now. I think um, Gears is probably um, said before surfers or basically. Um, Calling for uh, Jamie now, and I think if he's saying that publicly, he's probably comfortable with it, and he's probably um, on board with the team on that one, which is a refreshing attitude from um, a driver these days. Um, I think that Shelby Power Racing, Roger Penske's not going to tolerate any crap from the drivers. If he says to a driver, do this, if he says, don't take your teammate off, even if the championship's on the line, they're damn well going to do it. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Penske drivers who don't do that don't last very long. No. no. He, I mean, it's been documented, I think it's happened a couple of times in the States, where teammates have had each other off or had something happen, and Roger said, I'm paying out your contract, get out. But um, my admiration for the captain's fairly well known. Um, hang on, is that, is that Tim? Is that so we need Tim? to go safety car yeah, boards and flags. Tim, safety car boards and flags. Go safety car boards and flags. long enough, it's um, time for somebody to pay for this. 2017, the big event television is on 10, and it's about to get funkier and hotter than Tim Slade after a Bathurst stint. He may have given Jamie Winkup a little bump then. Not be just a dick problem though, sometimes you can get some clutch crap. Forget CSI, NCIS or SVU, Oh yeah, this is the commentary judicial team, C. J.T. Yes, Greg Rust, Mark Scape, Neil Crompton, Greg Murphy, Larko, and Will Davos misses ask the tired questions and solve the crimes race control already knew about. Now that's what I call a burger. 
On a scale of one to elite athlete, I'm about a minus five, but that doesn't matter today. He goes, he's into the side of him. They run into each other. He's blocked out, break. He's going to redress. He's going to redress. But look at this. Look at oh, oh, they're all gone. They're all gone. Tanders off. McLaughlin's off. You want to see what Tim should have done? A little overlap. There is a little overlap there. Well, what will happen here is that they'll both blame each other. This is why I couldn't work out who was jinking and who was... Yeah, it was hard to work out here because it's a relative thing, isn't it? There's an investigation that's going to take place. The redressing's caused that. Or that probably does need to be thought about in race control. Now, whether or not that's a universally shared view remains to be seen. Watch CJT only on 10, even if they're broke. The top spot. We'll find out the answer to that in a moment when the big uh, guns come out to conclude this shootout. Well, Warbster, commentary justice team coming soon to 10 and Fox. It um, it uh, it looks like it'll be groundbreaking. It'll, it'll be breaking something. Possibly yeah. lack of ratings records, but we'll see what happens. Meanwhile, to the news. To the news. Um, hang on, the sound engineer's not here. I'm going to have to queue up the news music myself. Okay, that's it. 75% pay. <laughs> and the big news between uh, the Gold Coast and Pukekohe Round is Dale Wood has decided to uh, hang up his hat from uh, driving full-time. Yeah. Uh, definitely a good chance for uh, the Euros next year, but he will not be back in a full-time role at Erebus or anywhere else. Um, interesting one, that Warbster. Um, and there was some there was some hints um, earlier in the week, and I believe that the news is broken now. Erebus have announced it. Um, I haven't uh, I haven't been on uh, social media to see what his wife's had to say. He's putting more to putting uh, focus in on on the young family and. Uh, you know, thinks that all these rounds away is um, taking it out of him and taking it away from being with his kids. And um, look, we touched on this in the previous podcast about uh, climbing the mountain. He climbed the mountain. He did as best as I think he was ever going to do, and um, walk away on a high, Dale, with your head held hot, with your head held um, high and proud. Absolutely. And uh, the ninety-nine seat is uh, very well sought after. Uh, Jack LeBrock's been linked to that seat, but then again, he's been linked to every seat going. Yeah, well, wouldn't uh, you? But the inside track appears to be Anton Di Pasquale. Yeah, it come out the, they've come out this week um, saying that Anton Di Pasquale... So again, I, I wonder whether there's some link between uh, the dude and um, an Erebus. Don't know, not sure. I, I am aware of uh, Paul's Paul the dude's dad, Terry, the man with all the money, Terry Morris and his Cirame Wines, are a personal sponsor of Di Pasquale's, and uh, I, I'm, I'm aware that that money will be carrying on next year. Yeah, I mean, I would have thought that um, Chris Pesolizzi's icebreak money would have actually had the inside line, considering he's um, been driving this year for a little bit. But Di Pasquale is not exactly a bad shout either. Yeah, Chris Pith is an interesting one. Um, he's had that icebreak as personal sponsorship for for close on a decade back when he was with Williams Race Tech when he was uh, when he was Utes champion. So um, yeah, and look, and, and Chris is a, another another fine fast Kiwi. But yes, yeah. uh, changes at Erebus in the ninety nine car, which leads me to tell you that the news this week that LDM are cutting back to one REC. So that would mean that. Potentially, they're going to sell one of their um, RECs, uh, and they're going to team up with 
Phil Monday panel shop uh, out of Melbourne for a, yep. for a combined super single car team. Um, yep, and um, let's, let's do the math here. They've got an RAC that they're probably going to get rid of. Mm-hmm. PRA has stated publicly, uh, Rod Nash has specifically, that they're looking for a um, fourth wreck purchase for Stanaway. Yep. And they're suddenly, and they're supplying um, a car, at least one, to LDN for next year. Well, it looks uh, like... Do you, looks... Want to, do you want to put do the math there, or what's going on? Yeah, no, one plus one equals two. Um, no, actually, four plus one equals five, and the rules say you can't have five, which means you've got to get rid of one. So if you've just mm-hmm. bought something, why would you go and lease another one of exactly the same thing? Well, that's uh, the question that I think uh, Jason Bright's been asking them because Brighty is under the impression that uh, Brightech, his wreck, which is Brightech Motorsport, is uh, contracted to be the fourth for at least next year, and he was also under the impression that he was driving it. Yeah, well, you know what they say about contracts? They're not worth the paper they're written on. Indeed, and I think uh, I've got a nasty feeling that one's either going to end in court or it's going to end with some money-changing hands. Whilst... There was discussion that it was a two-year deal. Um, sometimes things that are said publicly differ a little bit to things that to the to the truth or to the facts. So no, nobody really knows. And um, sadly, Warbster, you would probably have a better chance of seeing that contract than I would. But um, you're over in New Zealand, so hiding, spending time with your new best friend Tony. Yes, yes, and um, the mainland told me delicious. Oh, We're not contractually obligated to say that, though. Uh, meanwhile, over in uh, Dandenong, yep. uh, it's been announced that, well, it's not been announced, but with pretty hot mail is that um, James Golding, Steve is uh, 90% in the way in, of the way in the door for um, the number 34 driver this year, replacing James Moffat. Yeah, we. Um, I, I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but I know we've talked about it. I've got a, a mate of mine works at, uh, at GRM, and... I was talking to him probably 14, 15 months ago, and he said that you know, Bieber had done his two years um, in the uh, in the DVS, and he probably needed a little bit more. But what's interesting is is Bieber's test driven everything that GRM owned this year. He's been at every single race meeting, working with the drivers and the engineers. Garth's certainly been mentoring him, which um, is is a nice one for Garth because I think that's where Garth's going to end up when he when he finally steps away. And, and he's, um, not a bad, he's not a bad shout for um, doing that role either, considering the success he's had over the years. Oh, look, absolutely. Um, and and he and Leanne own a, a company called Tanda Sport that, that I think will, will grow and will blossom. But, um, yeah, maybe a little bit more on that later. Your old mate, the dude. Your old mate, the dude. But not not to be seen. He was at um, he was down at MotoGP on the weekend. Uh, yes, well... Um, no, he actually, he's a good mate of um, McDillon, and he actually does have half a share in a helicopter with McDillon, so I don't, I don't suspect they probably went down there and had a uh, mate's weekend on uh, Mick's uh, Gold Legends card, which uh, basically gives him access to the MotoGP paddock and um, all the paella he can eat. Yes, and, and all the cerveza you can drink. Hmm. Uh, anyway, back in Supercars land. Yep. Um, Jack LeBrock's been linked to every open seat that's even remotely available, um, but no one sort of had any solid information yet. Uh, yeah, you got now, anything there, uh, CFO? Interesting one. Davo's come out and said he's not uh, he's not against having a look at an international drive overseas next year. Now, uh, why would a driver come out? He, he's still 
apparently on the surface still a wanted driver, but all of a sudden Davo comes out. Will Davo comes out and says, uh, "Oh, you know, I'm not quite sure what's going on next year. I'm I'm not adverse to um, exploring my options overseas." That sounds to me like PR code for you're gone at the end of the year. Best you get on the front foot before anyone else says anything and run a bit of PR spin. And you've got to look at it. Uh, if they do dump Davo, and I, look, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that he's done absolutely nothing to deserve that. He hasn't really shone very much this year. Techno have got options. You've got Jack or Brock. You've got um, Mark's cousin Gary if um, he decides to yes. fly the PRA coupe. Yeah, nephew. You've got uh, Andre 3000. Yep. You've got Chris Pisser if he doesn't uh, end up doing anything at Erebus. Anton Pasquale if he doesn't do anything at Erebus. Todd you've Hazelwood. Got a mountain of talent out there. Todd and Hazelwood. If you're not performing, yep. you're out. Yep. I know you've been um, enjoying the um, the uh, the Pinot Noir um, of the, the finest New Zealand Pinot Noir you can steal from Tony for the last week and a half. You did yes, take. You yes. did although, take. Although people do keep trying to talk to me about rugby, which is really annoying. Yeah, it's it's a way of life over there, I believe. I uh, I note that you haven't um, haven't left behind the Supercars Insiders Facebook page, and um, not. you uh, you've been contributing beautifully there. Something that I that, that caught my eye, and I had a bit of a wry smile, and I, I did like the Op Minion poll. Yes. Uh, yep. The Up Minion poll, we, as a um, sort of carry on from the last issue of um, Future Drivers, Young Power, and all that sort of thing, I did actually ask the Minion, who has done the least for the past few years to keep their seat for next year? Um, which driver do we think deserves to be out? Mm, and, I, and, and I bet that went well. It went very well. Um, thank you to everyone that contributed. Um, it was greatly appreciated. There were a lot of good little combos going on there, and um, I was very happy to have um, people around. I'll just go through a few of the select comments here. James Curtin, you would think Davo would be doing in a pretty well-specced techno car. Uh, well, we just talked about it, Will Davo, and, well, we couldn't disagree with that, could we? Yeah, absolutely. John and Barry, James Courtney brought number one to the team with him. Uh, his current number seems to reflect his current situation. Interesting. Hmm. I'd hardly um, think I'd hardly think Courtney's at his use by date. Oh, he's getting there. Mm. Um, Cameron, Cameron, Larry Tanadi. Uh, hello, Cameron. Uh, Blanchard. Gee, uh, that's a, that's a bit harsh. Um, he's not that old, and um, I don't think he's had that bad a year. Uh, yeah, and Hazelwood destroyed him. What's your point? Mm, yeah, right. Okay, destroyed his car. What about the Nick old Perkins? blokes? What What about the old blokes? Anyone tee off at the old blokes? Uh, well, Nick Perkins did. Uh, Bright, I know he owns the wreck, but seriously, why are people paying to be on the side of his car? They're not a PRA deal. It'd be interesting to, if no one is willing to help him run his car next year. Righto. Let's 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 go to the. I know you and I love stats. We love stats. Mm-hmm. Wikipedia is our best friend. Brighty, mm-hmm. go the tail of the tape. He turns yep. forty-five a week after the Adelaide race next year. Yeah. He was a Formula Ford champion in nineteen ninety-five. The, the bloke's got a really, really strong early history in motorsport and Indeed. and came from the Latrobe Valley. His dad took a redundancy package from the SEC, the old State Electricity Commission, and uh, used his redundancy money to fund his son's racing career. Um, not mm-hmm. sure not sure everybody's aware of that one. And uh, and remortgaged the house too, I'm led to believe. So, Bridie, 95 Formula Ford champ. The year he was mm-hmm. Formula Ford champion, he beat... Jason Barguana, Todd mm-hmm. Kelly, and some bloke called Mark Webber. 
Let's, what, that, that guy, never heard of him. Okay. What did he end up doing? No, no, not, not a great deal. Mm. Fast forward a couple of years. Actually, split. let's parlay that one back across. Mark Webber's co-driver in the LMP1 Porsche World Endurance Championship cars. No, Earl, um, Earl Bam- Brendan Hartley. Well, not Brendan Hartley. No. Earl Bamber. Uh, I am uh, getting my insanely quick Kiwis mixed up again. An, another insanely quick Kiwi, Earl Bamber, has come out this week while we're in the news section talking about that he's interested in a supercar co-drive next year. Well, he's got the resume. Yeah, absolutely. So he, he's, a fun, um, he's a fun spot for him. I mean, he's, I think he's actually won one more, but he's a Porsche um, LMP driver isn't exactly anything to sneeze at. And most importantly, he is from New Zealand, so you know he's good. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, Bridie, he won the Australian... Drivers Championship. He won a gold star. He beat Bargs again. He beat some bloke called Scott. Some called Scott Dixon. What's he ever done? Yeah, what has Scott Dixon ever done? Um, any of our American listeners want to uh, fill us in on that one? Because he's won basically everything in America over the wheel race. Yeah, pretty man. much. <clears throat> Scott Dixon. Uh, sorry, back to Brighty. Back to back to Jason Bright. Hasn't won a supercars or touring car or saloon car or improved production or whatever it's been called over the last fifty years championship he's been third twice in the championship he's chalked up one Bathurst win a single Bathurst win with uh, with a couple of other podiums Todd Kelly I'm sure he got a run in the uh, in the so, opinion poll yeah the, the Kelly the Kelly brothers both of them got killed but Todd uh, came in for special attention yeah so Todd's 38 third in Formula Ford championship that was his best result Third in supercars. He's had a single solitary Bathurst win and three Bathurst podiums, probably the same as Brighty. On the scheme of things, he hasn't had a lot of big success. No, he hasn't had any. I mean, he hasn't finished in the top ten in the championship since 2007. Mm-hmm. Despite, um, all that, despite all that and money. Despite all of that Nissan money, and you'd have to say his life has been overshadowed by his younger brother. I mean, Rick, again, he got... Um, fairly well trained on this uh, little opinion poll as well, mm-hmm. but he has he had a poll in Darwin this year. Yep, he's got cha- he's got a championship which he accumulated um, in two thousand and six. He's won Bathurst a couple of times with Murph. Yep, he's had a pretty decent career considering uh, what his brother's done. Yep, definitely the stronger of the two. So the other old man in the field barely rated a mention in the opinion poll about whether it's time to hang up your helmet. We, um, no, Garth, Garth amazingly survived, I'm pretty sure, one intact. I don't think anyone actually nominated him at all. So, um, it, Although I was a little bit, um, I'm not going to say upset, I was a little bit surprised at how much um, two drivers got. Moff got fairly well um, caned as well, but considering what he's done at Bathurst and then nerfing the wall at Surfers, you'd have to say you know, probably deserving of it. But the one that kind of um, surprised me a bit was uh, Alex Rullo. Certainly uh, at the opposite end of the spectrum to, to Garth and to Bridie, he's probably the youngest in the field. By, by quite some margin as well. And mm-hmm. I think the consensus seems to be that um, Alex Rullo would probably be third by another t- couple of years in uh, Super 2 before he steps back up again. We know that uh, we know that you need a couple of year apprenticeship and we don't think he did it. So back to Garth though, uh, currently 40 years old. 20 years ago he won Formula 4 Championship. Um, he was yep. supercar champion 10 years ago. His Bathurst record's fairly strong. Five podiums for uh, two or three wins. He's been there, and I hate this term, there or thereabouts. I'm not going to use it anymore. But he's been uh, Mr. Consistent. His last couple of years at the artist formerly known as uh, HRT was probably more HRT in the car than Garth. 
He's absolutely yep. excelled this year uh, at Gary Rogers, both in yep. mentoring Bieber and also um, in, in driving a car that was new to the team. He's just done really well, kept it relatively clean, hasn't bent it, um, has been generally far, uh, far enough at the pointy end to stay away from that mid-pack trouble realistically. Um, yep. I think um, I'd need to go back to my championship standings, Warpster. Just give me a moment. I've... Um, no, well, they're, they're off the screen, I think, from memory. Garth's sitting somewhere about 8th or ninth in the championship. So, um, yeah, and you'd have to say with Garth, I think you nailed it on the head last time, man, when you said that the um, change in workplace has definitely done in the world of good. Yep. I just think he's home again. Yep, I do too. And, and um, also, while we're talking about people uh, making comments on the page, Bruce Henley nominated James Warburton. James Warburton's already gone, Bruce. <laughs> don't you talk don't you talk about my mate Bruce like that <laughs> all right so Warps, so that that pretty much rounds out the news we've probably left probably left a fair bit behind but um uh, nothing that hasn't been recycled by those uh, by those guys and girls over at um, at cafe I believe well, you... you know well, we, but things things change so quick that by the time um, we actually get this out after recording probably everything has changed anyway yeah well that's the other thing too so we need to go safety car boards and flags safety car boards and flags safety car boards and flags race competitors are you disillusioned with your current national series are you sick of paying outlandish entry fees and exorbitant category management rates want to race at five different tracks in four states if you want 100 minutes of track time each round and can bring 20 cars, maybe there's an option. Nope, it's not the Shannons. Shannons shares your passion. Call Shannons on 13 46 46. Shannons, insurance for motoring enthusiasts. This week at Shannons, we pay tribute to one of Australasia's greatest motorsport competitors, Jim Richards. I'm just really stunned for words. I can't believe the reception. Yeah, Jim... The Warbster and I would like to apologise for uh, not having you on this podcast sooner. I thought Australian race fans had a lot more to go than this. This is going to remain with me for a long time. Shannon shares your passion. Call Shannon's on 13 46 46. Shannon's, insurance for motoring enthusiasts. Welcome back to the Supercar Insiders Warbster slash DSO podcast. And a, beer, and a very big thanks to our great friends at Shannon's for all their support of the podcast. And uh, if you're listening out there, Jim, the Warbster and I would like to really sincerely apologise that it took three episodes before you got your own Shannon's ad. So, Warbster, you're in New Zealand. I, we haven't really talked about this much. Obviously, you're over there at the Hampton Downs GT race this weekend, um, mm-hmm. indulging as you are very good at. Um, mm-hmm. Where where actually are you? Are you at Hampton Downs as we're speaking, or are you, are you in a phone box in a street somewhere? You've, you've... Uh, I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a phone box in uh, a little town uh, about 15 k from uh, Hampton Downs called Tuakau, outside the um, best restaurant in town, uh, Fat Fush and Chuckin, uh, on the Dominion Road. <laughs> so, so, hang on, hang on, hang on. There's a couple of things I need to clarify there. Did you just say some swear words, or did you just say fat fish and chicken? No, no, sorry, fat fish and chicken. I mean, I've been here too long. Oh, yeah, week, and you got the accent down pat already. Better than the bloke doing the bloody ads. Dominion Road, is that is that like the Tony Minion Road? Does Tony, is Tony that big in Hampton Downs, he gets to name roads after Minions? Uh, 
I think so, yeah. I mean, it must have been a peace offering. Either mm. that or Tony's got his own minions. I don't know. Oh, I'm pretty sure Tony would have his own minions. I reckon he's worth a little bit more than you, just quietly. Now, mm. I, I, I believe um, it's time for you to put your hand on your heart this episode, Warbster. Yes, I do need to make some apologies for uh, fake news. Uh, unlike certain other sources that uh, shall remain nameless, James Felt, um, we do actually um, apologise and correct when we make mistakes. Um, mm, come on. The, uh, walk the car. Come on, here we go. Uh, I'm going to love this. First of all, um, we said that uh, Rick Kelly was the run wanting uh, number 20 at Bathurst. It was, in fact, Todd. Rick was in the number 15. Todd was in the uh, number 20 instead of number 7. Uh, I think I intimated the other way around, which I probably shouldn't have done. That was my fault. And the Super Touring Volvo discussion with the estate, um, I think I said that Peter Brock drove that car. He actually didn't. Um, Jim Richards, we're pretty sure, did, but the regular driver for the Volvo estate in the 1995 Australian Super Touring Championship was, in fact, Tony Scott. Yeah, absolutely. Jim Jim drove it because I watched him turn, turn one at Calder Park that year. Um, I know Jim definitely drove it. He may not have raced it, but he certainly practised it. So, And I think he did race it that year, but I've definitely seen him driving it. And another big high yeah, to... And, and Jim Richards driving a, uh, driving a racing car that um, he's unfamiliar with is completely unlike him, and it's never happened before, and it will never happen since. Yeah, and, and another big shout-out to gentleman John Richards. Oh, I'm going to go a little bit off script here and say, um, as not speaking as the worst of it, speaking as myself, Jim Richards is the greatest ever. And I will not hear any argument on that. Yep. Yeah, in terms of versatile and longevity, there's no one in Australia um, comes anywhere near him. Anyway, we've got to get on with uh, business here. Pukakoe. We've gone from uh, the beaches of Goldie, the sun and the surf and the chicks, to the middle of a sheep paddock. It's not really a sheep paddock. It's Yeah, right, it's a sheep paddock. Um, no, it's a horse paddock, really. Well, it is. It's, and, and again, it's a lot like Sandown. And do you know why it's a lot like Sandown? Because Warwick Farm was successful. Oh, please. Work with me. The crashes are massive. They are indeed. That's why it's like Sandown. I think they fixed their fence a bit faster than Sandown, though. Uh, well, I'd like to hope so, but hopefully no one will actually hit the fences this time. And hopefully uh, Shane Van Gisbergen and Jamie Wincup won't run into each other and do the simultaneous spin. We've got a 9.9 on the Grace and um, Ability card, but I don't think Uncle Roland was terribly happy about that. No, if um, if we'd been running the uh, the GPS traces that we, that round, we uh, we know that Uncle Roland and Dado would have been very disappointed. It's I'm over at uh, I'm I'm on uh, I'm on our contractually obligated UBET uh, website at the moment and um, beautiful. Uh, so the odds for the uh, Super ITM, Super Organ, Super Sprunt? Um, super Sprunt, yeah. Some some young kid called Scott McLaughlin, who's apparently from New Zealand, he'd be at 375 for the win in race one. I'd actually like to um, publicly thank uh, Scotty McLaughlin and the DJR Team Penske team for winning the second race on the Sunday at Surfers, because I reckon a New Zealander winning probably put about another five or 6,000 on the gate for Pukakoe. Uh, that place is going to be heaving. I reckon you're there right. there isn't going to be a... Red Bull fan in the house. Oh no, they'll um, oh, there'll be there'll be can there'll be there'll be long necks of lion red all the way back to Auckland. I reckon there might be, or maybe some Tui. There may be some Tui. Um, so yeah, next line of betting: Jamie and the Gears at four twenty-five. 
Third line of betting, Chaz and Fabian at 750. Um, I reckon Fabian Coulthard in a DJR car around Pukahoe at 750 is probably the better. The, that, that, that's the steal of the, uh, of the weekend. We push out to, uh, to my man Crazy Dave at 13. And then we're out to the $19 line where we see Winterbottom Cameron Waters. That's an interesting one. And Craig Lowndes. Um, I after, think Waters, Waters is a bit better than that. Yeah, well, and then after that, we're at 51 and above, and that's Garth, Timmy Slade, Nick Percat. I'll leave the rest. Um, oh, no, your mm. mates, the Kellys, come in after that. 60, the, the Nissan's at 61, 61, 201, and 1,001 are the four Nissan's. The old man of the field, Jason Bright, $200 the win. In fact, in... <laughs> It's like you bet was you bet have picked up a betting line Morbster based mm. around the Opminion poll. James Moffat, mm. James Moffat, Todd Kelly, Jason Bright, all two hundred and one to one. Yeah, and it's it's um it's unfortunate that yeah, that's pretty much how it is. <laughs> so your thoughts. It's a racetrack well, it's, it's a racetrack that's fast, it's a racetrack that bites. Can't see any real surprises. Um, throw throw something at me, Warbster. Well, it's going to be Triple Eight versus um, DJR again. Logically, with probably Chaz sticking his nose in, and maybe one of the other PRA cards if they really get it conking, yep. sticking the nose in as well. I yep. mean, that's the pattern of the season. Yep. Chaz is doing a lot more with that PRA equipment than anybody else, and you know, you'd have to say how much of PRA's performance is Chaz and how much of it is the um, actual car. But um, I mean, David Reynolds probably be there or there about GRM probably in the same category. The season's fairly well established at this point. We're nearly at the end, so I doubt there's going to be any huge surprises. I think as far as the championship implications are concerned, it's just going to be a matter of who makes the mistake, who blinks first. Yep. Yeah, and, and I think um, I think you're right. Giz is going to be tailgunner to Jamie. He'll be doing everything he possibly can. And so will Craig. I think Craig will be fast. But he'll be there. Um, he'll be there in a in a points protection. Uh, there'll, there'll be a protection racket happening this weekend. It's going to be a. It's going I mean, to be a if, championship. If we want Triple Eight to win, um, I can I can just write them off again if you want. No, no. Well, well. Given that um, given you're on limited tenure, I don't think you've got as much pull as you did have once. But I think, as I was saying, there's definitely going to be a protection racket opening operating next weekend, and that'll be mm-hmm. uh, and that'll be Van Gisberg and Craig Lowndes protecting Jamie's uh, championship points. Um, Scotty uh, S- Scotty and Fabian are going to be out there head-to-head. I just hope team orders don't come in. I hope they're allowed to race for the championship. I really do. I think I don't I don't think they're going to have a choice there. Penske traditionally doesn't do that. No. So, look, that's um, that's pretty much Pukahoe in a nutshell. I, I, I can't believe you've gone over there two and a half weeks before the actual race, but um, I suppose when you're the Warbster, you can do whatever the hell you want. Uh, in, indeed. Um, one final thing to mention uh, before we get out of here: the actual um, race record holder at Pukekohe Super. Oh, my, my my apologies, uh, Warbster. We we should have opened with that. Um, we know historically who the most successful racing driver in Australia is. Mm-hmm. I'm just let me have a quick. Well, it's eleven or fourteen. It's definitely eleven or fourteen, and that's race wins, not round wins. The Prince of Pukahoe himself. Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be Murph, surely. Sure is. It's um, 
It's, uh, it's the man who did the lap of the gods. It's the man who slammed the toilet door the hardest at Bathurst. And it's the man who's won the New Zealand round 11 or 14 times. Greg he Murphy. Is indeed, and he is, he is a proud New Zealander. Just watch the coverage if you don't believe it. Yeah, I'm, I'm Greg Murphy and I'm from New Zealand. Charlie Buns. Charlie Buns. And Jandals. Charlie Buns and Jandals, bro. Enough. En- enough of this frivolity and... Uh, and uh, and japes and quips. If, um, I'm going to have to do this myself because the sound engineer's not here. I think I'm going to start playing your really crappy outro music back about four sentences ago. Warbster, enjoy your time in New Zealand, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's, it's been it's been choice um, doing a podcast with you again, DSO. Yes. And uh, thank you to everyone for listening. Um, get onto the Facebook page if you can and uh, like, subscribe, promote. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell anyone who listens. Get, the, get this podcast. We love you. Thank you very much. Yeah, get this podcast on Drive Tribe. <laughs> bye, every, bye, everybody. Super Cool Insiders Production Brew. For more information, go to www.facebook.com/slash Super Insiders. I'm Beach Dees Brew.